And I'm Jenny. Today, we have the privilege of interviewing our current and our former mayor of Orville. We are very excited, of course, that they are here to join us. And um, welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks asking. For, yeah, thanks for asking us. So, Dave, you were mayor for like 16 years, is that right? 16, okay. yeah. Yeah. So it's four terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that the limit on mayor? Is there a term limit? Well, there, there, there are some cities that are. This one in particular isn't. Okay. Um, you know, so I just decided 16 was probably enough. Sweet 16, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to wear out your welcome, so. Well, what, for both of you, this is for both of you, what made you get into or what was your first interest in local politics? I wasn't interested in it at all. I was teaching school at the time, but our, our current mayor back then at the time, and this goes farther back than when I became mayor because I was on council for 18 years before that, wow. but uh, Howard Wade was mayor then, and he stopped over at Maple Street School, which Matt and I both taught there, and it's no longer there, but uh, he peeked through the curtain because I had a gym class, and he said, hey, come over here. He said, would you be interested in being on city council? It's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I didn't think too much about it, but I thought that would be kind of interesting because I'm always asking people I know that work for the city, you know, hey, why are we doing this or what are we doing? And, and um, so I was actually replacing a classmate of mine, Jim Bolin, that was moving out of state who was on council, and he had two more years left on that term. And so I filled out the rest of his term and then ran again. Uh, as a council ward position, ward three, and then um, went on after that, ran three times for uh, council president. So, okay. but that's how I got on. Yeah, the okay. mayor, the mayor asked me to back then. Okay, and he, Howard, you said he had been on a mayor for a long time mm -hmm. too. I was looking at the mm -hmm. city's website and the history. And yeah. he had been mayor for yeah, almost think, as long as you had? Yeah, almost, I think, <laughs> 12, 14 years, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I looked at the history of all the Orville mayors, the first, like, 100 years, there was a mayor about every other year. Yeah. But yeah. since I was born in 1967, just like a handful. Mm -hmm. So we've had some very long-term mm -hmm. mayors since mm -hmm. then. So what brought you to politics? Okay. <laughs> It's probably just been a journey over time. I was born in Orville. Uh, my first job was a lifeguard at Orpool. Mm -hmm. I became the manager and actually went to City Hall a lot, um, you know, doing the timesheets and mm -hmm. that type of thing. So I always knew the mayors. I knew Howard Wade and Denny Stein mm -hmm. and, and Dave, you know, just from the background perspective. But I was a teacher and then became a principal in Maslin. And it was always my goal to be like a superintendent or something like that. And then I was able to retire a year and a half ago with 32 years in education, knowing that I was going to do something else. And on my last day of my contract was the end of June, I went to the Orville Parade and saw the other candidate had already made a commitment to run for mayor. And that kind of got things going for me. I called the mayor and asked him if he was retired, <laughs> and he said yes. So, um, so it's kind of been a journey. Mm -hmm. Over the past year and a ha half, I 
couldn't really say the word politics too much, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I he, usually told people I'm not a politician. Yeah, don't want yeah. to be anything like one. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I feel like I've got a hands-on training in city government is what I call it. But Dave has been a great mentor um, through the whole process. So. And we actually taught together. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually my track coach at one point. So yeah, we felt this. Um, Transition is more of like passing the baton right now. Oh, so well, his dad was my track coach. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like this is very Orville and yeah. how everybody has so many yeah. connections and like knows mm-hmm. each other and everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But Dave definitely left at the height of his career. So <laughs> I, I feel like he probably could have went a couple more years. So, <laughs> but I'm trying to to catch up right now. Yeah. So after about three weeks. So. Now, my wife was pretty much ready for me to be done, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. So, excuse my ignorance, but is mayor a full-time job, or do you have a job outside? I mean, I know that you just retired yeah. from teaching, but if you were not, if let's say you were still teaching, could you be mayor and teach at the same time, or is the commitment too large that you wouldn't be able to do both? If you could make it work, really it's a part-time job with a full-time commitment. Mm -hmm. And when Howard Wade was mayor, he was able to to do another similar job. But um, And he was in education, Howard was, and he was with the high school. When he retired, I had him at the junior high. Mm -hmm. But um, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could do that now and Mm -hmm. do a very good job of it because – there's just too much that happens during the day that if you're not there, yeah. whether it's signing papers or whether mm-hmm. it's somebody popping in to talk about an issue they're having, and that happens even more than you would think. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how many times I was away at a meeting, and I would come back, and Gene would say, oh, so-and-so stopped in to see you. And I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, It's mm-hmm. almost like they have radar. They know you're leaving, so they're going to come down. So, mm-hmm. And you feel bad about missing them when they stop in. So. And then with Denny Steiner and with Dave, they really evolved it into being very present. I mean, I've been there most hours. I, um, If I'm out of the office for a couple hours, I, I let the staff know. But mm-hmm. there's just so many things going on that you really need to have that full commitment. And just in my position right now, I'm able to do that. And how, how long have you officially been in office? Well, January 1, January 1. but okay. that so. was um, <laughs> the day off, you know. So January 2nd was the first official day. So two weeks. Yeah. So So you've got it all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, I did go to a lot of meetings and met with Dave. Yes. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go in Thursday and Friday before the end of the year. Because Dave had a surprise. He he was working right up to the clock. I mean, he was there um, every day. He he kept going. So And it's really just been a whirlwind. Um, we had new city council on Tuesday, the first day, and legislation and all that was voted upon. And then by the end of the week, swore in the first police chief. Was able to do that a week after I was sworn in. Okay. And just meeting with different businesses and all types of things right now. So, so you just jumped right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then well, yeah, I know I know that there's they, no waiting period. Yeah. You just have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I know that Dave's only a phone call away, but I'm. He try- hasn't changed his number yet. I'm, I'm no, trying no. to keep my skill. I'm trying to develop my skills, but. Well, yeah, you, everything will work out the way you, it needs to work out for you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm always available if Matt needs to just to ask a question sure. or something. So. So Dave, I, I'm curious. What is your proudest moment during your mayorship in Orville? What is like the thing that you're like? I'm so proud that we brought this in or made that change or whatever. That's a tough one. I've been asked that before. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, everything that happened was the coolest thing that happened, sure. you know. And so I don't know if it's even possible to pick out a thing. I mean, we've had simple things uh, like an improvement at the cemetery for Memorial Day because we have now more room up there. That was something that I worked on with the American Legion and the VFW, and they helped with that. And all the way to splash pad at the park and Mm -hmm. skate park and that sort of thing. So those were big things. And um, when I was on council, we were having some issues with roads, streets in town that just were kind of beat up. And you'll still hear that from people, which always makes me laugh because my two sons travel, and they said you haven't seen some streets until you're, <laughs> yeah, some of the other cities. So uh, I think we've done a good job of keeping up with repaving, new paving. You know, Ella Street was a big one that used to be just all chip and seal mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. with mud along the sides where people parked to go to the boys club. And now that's all, mm-hmm. you know, asphalt with curbs and gutters and parking spaces and everything. So those were big things that really made a difference for people. So just like the things that little things that made the town better, I guess. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think really one of the, and this wasn't due to me being anything special, but one of the the neatest things was within that first year, I had three of our directors retire. And we got along great because I knew them all while I was on council. But we had three major positions that needed filled right away. And here I was still getting used to things. And we were able to get three people in there that worked absolutely great together and they've been good for Oroville and so I've been very proud of how that went and and really right after that Dan Pricing our utilities director which is a huge job in Oroville with our three utilities um, he retired and Jeff Redinger took that spot so uh, you know we had a whole new team mm-hmm. and it worked out very well everybody got along very well together yeah, I asked Dave that very same question this past summer, like, what's your biggest accomplishment? And you answered it basically in the same way. He was hesitant, but I I did get a sense that his biggest accomplishment is whenever there was a, a, a concern from a citizen, he would drive out. I think you were telling me a story about someone had tracks in their yard, and you drove out and mm-hmm. just helped them that morning. So yeah. I always kept that in the back of my mind of his accomplishment he said from the beginning that we have a a great administration and that has been verified by every meeting that I have attended ever since so that is a huge accomplishment that he has set the city up to where we are now with a great great foundation so you're both 
native mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or is it Orvillians, Orvillites? I think we call it Orvillite. Okay. Orvillians <laughs> um, sounds yeah. kind of bad, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, I would Orvillite. say Orvillite because that's the so, more positive. We've been called lots of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you, the two of you say, has, has changed the most in Orville, just like from the time from like when you were in, maybe just in grade school on, that is just completely astounding that has just changed so much has there been a like big changes that you're just surprised by or for me it's difficult when you live here your whole life because you just get used to stuff happening and you see mm -hmm. things happen a little bit at a time mm -hmm. uh, where you hear that difference is when you have a class reunion you know we had our 50th a couple years ago and couple people haven't been back since high school mm -hmm. and they're just you know I can't believe how different Orville is and it's like mm -hmm. really it's you know mm -hmm. so it's kind of what you're used to I, again I think you go back to some of the new things that weren't there I mean the whole Smuckers facility is totally different than what it was when we were kids sure. and um, and the park is so much better mm -hmm. but really that park's been a gem for Oroville. It, it's, that's something that our forefathers were, when they put that land out there and called it a park, that was probably out in the country back mm -hmm. then. And uh, now here it is kind of in the center of town and very well used and very well liked by lots of people. So, sure. yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with the changes that have been gradual over time. Mm -hmm. There's just, you know, when you think of changes they've just always been upward and outward and then it, it is different from year to year and then you, you see those changes and you know we've had new companies come in but we still have companies that have been here for over 100 years mm -hmm. but with the changes you still want to go back to you know making those personal connections and i mm -hmm. i think now it's easier to order your school supplies through Amazon.com versus going to Beeler's or going to Rite Aid, and then you're missing those connections day to day. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can see those type of changes we need to work with maybe connecting a little more. So on just a personal note, do you think that we could ever get a movie theater back in town? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, that's a tender subject to a lot of people, and it, it happened really in my transition from council president to mayor mm -hmm. so the the ball was already rolling but i mean there's still people angry yeah. at us and it's like you know you had an opportunity to buy the theater if you mm -hmm. liked it that much the last time that my wife and i went down there on a saturday night we were the only two people there mm -hmm. and here this fellow is paying somebody to be out front selling tickets somebody to be in the concession stand somebody to run the movie um it was just a matter of those things died out. Now, I know there's still some little communities that still have them. Probably there's nothing as close. You know, we had the one at Worcester, the one downtown before that right. went up in the north end. And then when that one went in, you had a choice of eight or ten movies over there. Mm -hmm. So that just changed, um, just like the malls and all that that are now empty, so many yeah, of them. Yeah. So. It's, it's kind of a sad thing, but on the other hand, you had a CVS that really wanted a drive-through because they were on 
out on that shopping center before with no drive-through mm -hmm. and um, they were willing to pay a good price for that property and really if I was the owner of that theater I, I imagine he's pretty grateful for that sure. uh, because otherwise you're gonna lose your tail Mm -hmm. um, but the, yeah, my answer to that for some people was, if you liked it that much, you should have bought it because it was mm -hmm. for sale. Yeah. 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 With you know, we lost bowling alleys and mm -hmm. yeah, and movie theaters and yeah. and different businesses over time. If there was an entrepreneur that would want to bring it back, but you would, but you would have to do your research. To, is it fiscally responsible, mm -hmm. or can you attract people to come? Sure. So. Um, so know. with movies, yeah. I would say maybe we could show movies like an auditorium or something like that. But mm -hmm. unless there's someone that would want to develop that or have an idea, but yeah, unfortunately. Well, and and we've done the movies at the park in the mm -hmm. summer, sure. yeah. two or three. We started out with one every mm -hmm. week, and then those are expensive. I mean, depending on what one you got, if it was a Disney one especially, oh, yeah. it was hundreds of dollars for that night. Mm -hmm. And the thing of it is, people can go get that movie and have it at their house, or they, they already do, or they yeah. see it on TV a dozen yeah. times. So that's all changed, too. It, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, think back of when we went to the video store to get a movie. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. That was big mm -hmm. stuff. Well, now you, <laughs> those are out of business, too. Right. So mm -hmm. stuff just changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Illinois and every time I go out to my hometown I feel like everything has changed too and mm -hmm. my mom still lives there and she's like oh yeah it's just this because like you said you don't yeah. notice the gradual changes yeah. right but when you're not there and then you come back mm -hmm. and there's certainly like nostalgia for the things that used to be and mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who will remember the movie theater or the bowling alley or whatever but mm -hmm. I saw my first movie at the Orville movie theater mm -hmm. yeah the Jungle Book 1977 I think <laughs> <laughs> So, I was out of high school by then, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and I think in 1978, I watched Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So one thing that I've noticed about Orville is there are a lot of people here who are very passionate about the town. Mm. And I would imagine in your position that you would get to meet a lot of those people. And some of those people are on council or they're in, mm -hmm. like important positions and some of those are just citizens sure i just that i think that's one thing and i don't know if other small towns are this way but i feel like orvilleites are proud of orville oh for sure yeah yeah i i think i don't do a lot of traveling but i i visited like all 88 counties a couple years mm -hmm. ago and i just really feel like we just have something special you know like the parade the fireworks um, oh yeah you know, the day after Thanksgiving, home for the holidays, you know, th those are really special things that not every town, even bigger towns, do those sort of things. It's just really Well, special. and those are things that happen because there's people that are willing to do those. Sure. I mean, even as a city function, that's, you take away the fire department or the firefighters association and all that Fourth of July stuff goes away. Right. Mm -hmm. um, same with home for the holidays. If you didn't mm -hmm. have some people that were willing to take that bull by the horns and reorganize that yeah because it, it almost did end you know what it did yeah, yeah it did and uh, it's successful I mean mm -hmm. I, it's amazing how many people will line up to get a hot dog after the day after Thanksgiving yeah I was more excited about Santa arriving at yeah the yeah <laughs> Smith Horse and Homestead yeah. but 
Dave and I have both been on the campaign trail on different years, but knocking on doors and meeting, you know, different residents of Orville. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point I could describe it as there, I mean, Orville's full of treasures. Um, I knocked on a door and, and my learned that my first grade teacher is a painter. I mean, she paints and I looked at her paintings. So <laughs> there's so many people that have so much to, to offer that it is, um, makes us special here. Mm-hmm. Would you say that majority of the population of people that grew up here pretty much stay here or about half and half? You know, or? you hear different stories on that. A mm-hmm. few years back, all we were hearing is about everybody leaves town. You know, there's nothing to hold them here. Mm-hmm. And yet I think of my two sons and their classes. There's a lot of people in their classes that are in town here, mm-hmm. including those two. So when I hear people say, oh, yeah, they all leave. That kind of irritates me because they don't all leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, some do for sure, and then that might depend on what their career is or what their job is and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But uh, the population has been pretty steady for like a decade or yeah, so. Yeah, really it? has. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if they are leaving, then somebody else is coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I've also seen that there is a good mix because I went to some of the condo areas, and there's retired residents that are moving mm-hmm. into Orville from like Downton and, and just around the area. So there's a little bit of a good mix. Oh, sure. And then there yeah. are yeah. lifelong residents as well. Mm-hmm. So. My husband grew up in Apple Creek. And when we were getting married and we were trying to decide where to live, Orville seemed like just the right place for us because he works in Downton. Mm-hmm. And even in Orville here, there's plenty of there's stores you can walk to and mm-hmm. like ev- just like everything you kind of need, but in a nice... Not too big of a town. I grew mm-hmm. up in a very large town, like the size of Dayton. So this is yeah. much more comfortable, I think. It was, I mean, it was good enough for us. So. <laughs> and it all depends on what people want and what they like. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm curious, the murals that have been popping up throughout the mm-hmm. years. So who's responsible for that? Is that like the people that own the building? And do, do they have to get like special license to be able to do that? Or how does that work? Well, I think there's two different stories on that. The, okay. the first one that we did, the train engine down by the depot. Mm-hmm. That one, when you talked about do citizens get involved, uh, Wendell Hostetler and his wife mm-hmm. walk all over town, not as much as they did, but they still do, I think. And when that building, beside the dry cleaner building, when that dry cleaner building was taken down because it was, it had to be taken down, that one, now you had that little green space, which the city does own that now. We had to buy that dry cleaner building to tear it down. So it could be something goes in there or it could stay there. But at the time, you had that big empty wall for the building beside it. And uh, you know, Wendell came into my office one day and said, you know what, it'd be great to have a big mural on there. And it, and it would, we talked about that even before, in checking with with some people on how to do that. You know, Kristen Lorson worked with us on that too. Mm-hmm. You know, this Ohio Outdoor that does all the big billboard signs, a lot mm-hmm. of the big, big ones with electric and everything. I talked to them and actually after talking back and forth quite a while, we got it down to, you know, he said, well, we can do a vinyl a picture of whatever you want up there. 
and the expense was way less than what it would have been to have someone paint something up there. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, that'll last you five or six years, and then if you guys want to do the same thing, you can do that, or you can put a new picture up there. Mm -hmm. There again, that whole idea came from a citizen in town, mm -hmm. and when we went with it there. The other ones I think you're talking about up here on the old Wilbert building, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Daryl Mosley's done all that stuff. He bought okay. the building and, and put well, that Smith's up there. Well, Smith's Dairy has some, too. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah, Smith Dairy probably had the first I think they painting. Did. Yeah. 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 So that was just on their own, right? I mean, or did, is there like a town ordinance no, or anything like no, that? No, no, that was all on them. Okay. You know, they, they hired a, you know, that thing has to get touched up a lot. Sure. If you get snow on the bottom that's six or eight inches, then mm -hmm. pretty soon that's peeling off. And so it's upkeep. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just curious because have you ever heard of Umbrella Alley? Mm -hmm. in, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went and visited that. You know, it's like it's a roadside attraction type of thing. It's, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if our little town had ever considered doing anything like that because I think that alley in between to go into yeah. like the pharmacy or yep. to Faith yep. Little Cupcake, I think that alley would it's be perfect, perfect for perfect something alley. like that. And I didn't know if that had ever been approached because I think for me, I think would be great would be like a local artist, just a display of local artists' work mm -hmm. on that alley would yeah. be awesome. But I didn't know how how does how like how do the wheels work to get something like that even going? Yeah, with with our current murals, I mean it's definitely a positive trend, and that's coming from the collaboration with the city and our businesses, and even our churches have some really detailed art on them. If you really look mm -hmm. at um, some of them. But I think the idea of the, the Umbrella Alley was looked at, but it would, you know, take an outside group or someone, mm -hmm. or the business owner. I had diagrams for one of those oh, a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was really cool. I mean, they did some neat things from even the, it wasn't just the alley left the way it was. They had different tiles all the way through. It was very, very neat. And then I looked at what it cost them, and it was half a million dollars. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, like Matt said, that's kind of the issue is... I mean, there's definitely opportunities for art. Like yeah. even oh, and the, that could be simpler. E even yeah. the eagle out in front of City Hall, I mean, mm -hmm. I look at that as mm -hmm. art. Yeah. <laughs> um, so oh, there's yeah. different No, mediums. I was thinking like, like just little plexiglass things where local artists could just put in their artwork. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that would be like an artist alley or whatever. Um, and at one time... There was a block of downtown that was going to be reserved for that type of purpose, but okay. never got off the ground. But, okay. but definitely, that could be something for the future to support art. Yeah. Well, I just wondered how those yeah. kind of things were. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we are recording for the library and we're at the library, we do like to ask everybody that we talk to what they're reading right now or what like their favorite book is or favorite genre is. So if you guys want to share any of your favorite stories, well, published stories, I guess, yeah. with us. Books. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. Well, the, Go ahead. the most current book that that I'm beginning to read is called Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. which is like a improvement-type book. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's over 10 million copies have been sold, so I'll be able to have a conversation with someone. So I'm excited to read that book. Um, books have been 
important in my whole life because my mother was a librarian mm-hmm. at an elementary. And I was in the summer reading program and read a lot of books going into third grade, going into fourth grade, and that helped me get a step up on grades and really successful throughout my um, education career. I always look to books to like solve problems. And, I love that. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite authors that when Mr. Hainwork was a gym teacher, as a fourth grade teacher, I would look at Judith Viorst, and she had a book. If you ever had a bad day, there's a book called Alexander and the Terrible, Hor- Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yes. And this is another book on money, if you ever needed advice on that. <laughs> but there was another book that she wrote was The Tenth Good Thing About Barney. So if if a student had lost their pet or had some type of loss, we could read that. So, mm-hmm. And then there was another book I when I was teaching math by Stephen Kellogg, How Much is a Million? And this had some really neat illustrations. And I think if you would count from one to one million, it would take about 23 days to count. Oh. But if you count <laughs> one to... One billion, it would take 95 years. So. <laughs> so this was like a good picture. If you started to count from one to one billion, this is what you would look like. And then 95 years <laughs> later, the poor dog would oh. be in the cemetery. <laughs> like so. little... But I always would go to the library or even the libraries in our school. If there's a problem, mm-hmm. you can solve it with a good book. So. That's, awesome. That's great, yeah. I'm not as ex- excited as what Matt is. <laughs> I didn't read a lot as a student. Uh, I mean, it was enough to get through the schoolwork, and and I was doing sports all the time. So when you came home from football practice or track practice, you were doing homework. You weren't mm-hmm. sitting down to read a book. Uh, I know some people would do that or could, but I, I just didn't. And I didn't read a lot as a teacher because I was also coaching uh, then I was on council. It's like, you know, you need to spend time with your family, not come home and sit down and say, don't bother me, I'm reading. So I didn't get to do that much then. And then as a, as the mayor, Matt's probably finding out, you end up reading a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the gazillion emails you get or utility issues or stuff from AMP Ohio that we're members of. And so... Now that I have some time, I, I did start reading a book that uh, was given, actually sent to me a couple of years ago uh, at the mayor's office, but it's called The Last Stand uh, by Todd Wilkinson, uh, but it's about Ted Turner's uh, interest in saving the planet and that sort of thing. So just kind of got started on that one. And there is a bookshelf in the mayor's office. so There is, um, yeah. yeah. Dave did leave a few books I have there, and... As I find some other books, I'll go. I'm, I'm still making the transition from being a principal to being a mayor, because I'm still looking for the kids. It's the same. The, 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 the kids discipline. are just bigger. <laughs> They're bigger, <laughs> and it is it is quieter than where I normally work. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to come and and chat with us. And do you guys have any other words of wisdom or? Anything that you want to say to? <laughs> I, I did kind of prepare for one question, like, what do you love about Orville? Oh, so okay. I that, would like to answer that. Yes, please do. Um, 
Because I actually thought about it. Because sometimes you do have time to think. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I w- what I love about Orville is actually Or Park because you can go swimming there and that's exciting. Yeah. Or you can, you know, go to a concert that's really peaceful, or you can have a heart thumping grand finale of the fireworks. So, <laughs> I just thought that was special about Orville and how it was built in the middle of town and then even our schools surround the park Mm -hmm. and then if you connect our railroads it's just like we're really connected and that's what I really like about Orville. Uh, Yeah a lot of the same things Matt talked about but mostly for me it's just been the connections that you have when you live here your whole life. I mean I was gone when I went to Ohio State and then was back. I wasn't teaching in Oroville then, but we were living in Oroville, and so I started at Triway and was there for 10 years. But uh, once our kids were born, it was like, I don't want to coach at Triway if my kids are going to Oroville. So I was lucky enough to get in over here. Um, But just the people, you know, it was fun teaching phys ed out here because I would have kids of people that I went to school with and uh, actually had a couple grandkids, which was really eye-opening it's like holy cow (laughs) so that was neat just to to have that connection with everybody and and I know anybody that comes from a small town that's usually what you say is you like it because you know everybody but you sure don't anymore I mean I constantly it's like I never heard of that person or I don't know that name or Mm -hmm. there is a lot more new folks in town than what I think people realize but, yeah, we, we do have, you know, great schools, great libraries, great businesses. I've told this story many times that the first time I was um, a principal, I went to a neighborhood meeting, and they were working. And this was in an area of, you know, high poverty. And one thing that they said is you don't have to move to live in a better place, and you just make wherever you are a better place. Sure. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, as I went through my old neighborhood, it has changed because I lived on the south side of town growing up. But you have to make new friends no mm-hmm. matter where you go. And we, we have a lot, great, a lot of great citizens to, to meet and talk to. Well, thank you for inviting us, too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So, Don, what do we have coming up this month? We have the seed exchange starting March 1st today. It goes all the way through the end of May. That's an opportunity for you to come in, uh, see what kind of seeds you might be able to pick up for your garden. And these can be flowers or vegetables or what have you. And that goes all the way through the end of May. So if you have any extra seeds or you want to come and check out what seeds there are, you're welcome to do that. Also, the registration for the Whiz Bang Science Show is Thursday, April 4th at 6. March 11th, we'll start the registration for that. And then March 7th, 14th, 21st, we are bringing back the K through 6th grade brick builders. And that's at 4 o'clock. Those are on Thursdays. On Friday, March 15th at 4 p.m., we'll have our first Young Writers Workshop. So we're doing three sessions of these. The first one's in March. There'll be one in April and one in May. This is for middle and high school students to come flex their writing skills. We did this sometime last year uh, and the the writers, the young writers really liked it. So we're, I'm really glad to bring that back. So that's on 
March 15th at 4 p.m., the Young Writers Workshop. And then on the 18th, that following Monday, you can start signing up for teen book boxes. The registration is then the 18th through the 30th. And the pickup for those book boxes will be the week of April 8th. Easter is this month, is a little early this year, and we will be having pictures with the Easter Bunny, and that will be Thursday, March 21st. The pictures will be at 10 to noon, and then again from 5 to 7. Also, we wanted to let you guys know that the solar eclipse is happening this year, if you have not heard about that, and that's going to be so much fun. Also, we will be giving out solar eclipse glasses for people that come into the library the week before the solar eclipse, we will have activities for you to do in order to get the glasses. But the glasses will be free. They'll be simple, real easy activities to do. So if you have any questions, just give us a call. So those activities to get those solar eclipse glasses will be the week before the eclipse, which is on Monday, April 8th. The activities it can be coming to like the Whizbang Science Show, but they're as simple as getting a library card or checking out a book. So we would love to have you come in that week and, and get some glasses. And if you have a student who goes to the Orville City Schools, then your students should be getting a pair of glasses. So that kind of makes sure everybody in the community can safely view that really cool total solar eclipse coming up. Again, I am Jenny. And I'm Dawn. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you at the library soon.